Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Episode 16 of Season 2 of Armchair Donkeys, brought to you by the Believe Network, the number one network for podcast professionals. Today we've got another special guest on the show, in the early 2000s, the Los Angeles Lakers were winning NBA titles with a small forward who went by the nickname Pretty Ricky. Well, our equivalent to Pretty Ricky in the <laughs> early 2000s at Colorado was Rod Sneed from Mesquite, Texas, <laughs> who held it down for us at cornerback and also did some damage as a kickoff return man. During his senior year, Rod was named most likely to be on the real world by his teammates. So it's only fitting that we have him on the show today. Thanks for joining us, Rod. Why don't you tell us uh, what you're up to these days? Well, first of all, thank you for that great intro. Uh, I didn't know I was going to have that comparison. That was pretty good. Uh, I've just been been working, man. Just staying, staying on that, 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 that grind of, of work and Taking care of family, taking care of wife and kids, and and I've uh, been actually been blessed to be a football coach here for, and I say here in the state of Texas for the last 19 years, and just trying to uh, change some lives and have some kids stay focused about the next level. So that's that's pretty much all I've been doing. I love it. And you've put a couple of kids into uh, into pretty solid college programs, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, just. Two years ago, uh, the school I was at, and, and obviously the school I was at, I, I coached one kid, you know, face-to-face, and, and I say face-to-face, in my position, he wound up going to Oklahoma State. Uh, there was another kid on the team that wound up going to play the line at Ole Miss or is playing the line at Ole Miss. Uh, there's been some other kids that kind of went to some smaller schools, uh, maybe not as your, you know, your powerhouses if, FBS, but, you know, some FCS and some kids that's been, you know, motivated and, and highly favored as, as far as getting their opportunity to play in the next level. I love it. Well, let's get into this thing. Uh, we finally made it to college bowl season, Bob, where I believe there is a lot of opportunity to make some cash and it couldn't come as at a better time as uh, we had a rough weekend in the NFL last weekend, Bob. Yeah. One and two, man. It was, it was rough. Um, uh, you know, I felt pretty good about uh, where my money was at, but uh, games just didn't work out the way I thought they were going to. But, um, yeah, like you said, man, it's this is fun. Now you we got college football. We got NFL on Thursday, on Saturday, on Sunday. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this is the time of year where uh, you got football almost every night of the week. Yeah, I love it. Let's dive into it. Uh, I'm going to kick things off for us at SoFi for the L.A. Bowl where Fresno State is at a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington State. The over-under in this game is 52. From a betting standpoint, I like this game a lot. Washington State has their top two receivers and two starting linebackers hitting the transfer portal. Their D coordinator is headed to Arizona State. This line has moved uh, six points as a result of that news. Anytime kids start transferring, I think there's a big question mark uh, as to the, the chemistry of, of that team. 
I think Vegas is still trying to figure out how to price these games. It's really difficult for them to figure out what the line should be on these bowl games. Fresno is an easy drive to L.A. I like them at minus three, even with everyone on Washington State playing. I look, that, look for them to have big turnout uh, uh, from their family and friends in a game where a lot of players will have a chance to play in their own backyard where they grew up. I'm buying this game to Fresno minus three, uh, but I don't think it's going to be that close. Rod, you got any thoughts on this one? You know, that, that game seems, like you said, there's a lot of, lot of things that's happening in college football. And, and not having the offensive coordinator there, that's a big that's a big push. Now somebody else D, got D, 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 D coordinators headed to uh, Arizona State, but their defense was pretty solid this year with, with him calling the defense. For Washington State, right? For Washington State, yeah. And their, their OC, leaving, uh, Eric Morris just took the job uh, at, um, at, at North Texas. Washington State's offensive coordinator did. Oh, wow. I mean, now you got both coordinators out, out of the house, and now you got to put together uh, a string of, of practice, uh, some play calling, some responsibility changes, you know, and some of those guys on that staff are probably going to follow those coordinators to other jobs. So this is kind of one of those things. I'm with you. I, I think that that line is, is, well, is well low. Might be swinging the other way. I think Fresno State has the upside. It's like you said, it's a, it's a drive down up the street, but you also got to think of it. They're playing not only for themselves, but they're playing for the conference. So I, I'm going to go with you on that. Love it. Uh, Bob. Yeah. You know, I think, it, I think bowl games are hard to, to bet on, especially these early ones. Right. Especially. And then you, you throw in the, the transfer portal and who's there and who's not there and what coaches are going to be there. But I, I, I like Fresno state a lot on offense. I think they're, they're very good. Um, but in this bowl game, you know, I, I kind of like leaning towards the overs because usually teams are trying to score points. They're trying to, to, um, you know, get guys on the field and, it, you know, you don't know it's it, sometimes it's not a common opponent, you know, it's just a it, bowl games are hard to bet on. Um, but I, I like, uh, I like what you're saying here, Bo, cause I think Fresno is pretty solid. And you're going over 52. Yeah, sure. What the hell? Why not? Makes it more exciting to watch. Hey, and let me let me correct myself. Eric Morris, he was he was at Washington State at one point, but he was the head coach at Incarnate Word, which is in San Antonio. He's leaving that job to be the the, the head coach in North Texas. But he coached, and I and I, and I it's running through my head now. He coached under Mike Leach while he was at Washington State. And so that was my celebrity almost. So I'm sorry about that that last mess up there. And, and uh, Ward was uh, his quarterback at Incarnate Word prior to transferring over there to Washington State, right? Yeah. That's right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to Fenway Park. Very interesting uh, matchup here where Cincinnati is getting one and a half points uh, against Louisville. The over-under in this game is 40. Rod, you, you got something uh, something broken down on that? You know, I, I think with, with the change, you know, it's, it's Louisville. I'm going to say I'm going to go under for sure because the quarterback's not playing. A new, new head coach or interim head coach. Gotta have, probably going to have to have an OC, which the head coach was the OC at Louisville. So you, you got all these things. I'm going under. Under. Under 40. No, under 40 for sure. Okay. Bob? Man, th this is a hard one for me. Uh, like, uh, 40 is such a low number in college football, I think. Um, but 
it's in Boston. Who knows what the weather's going to be like? Who knows, you know, what team's going to show up? I, I shy away from betting on this game. Um, but if, um, if I had to take it straight up, I'd probably take Cincinnati um, in, in this game just because um, in the past they're just a little more experienced. They've played in bigger games. Um, and then all the, all the things going on at Louisville, um, gosh, that, that, four, that over-under number scares me. It's low. But uh, I, think, uh, I think the Bearcats win this football game. Yeah, this is a crazy narrative. I think you got to be a sicko to throw your money at this game. Uh, Luke Fickle heads to Wisconsin from Cincinnati. The incoming coach for Cincinnati, Scott Satterfield, was at Louisville this season. Players are transferring on both teams, including guys who are leaving Louisville for Cincinnati. Both teams are going to be on the same sideline at Fenway Park. And uh, Boston legend Dion Branch from the Pats who is Louisville's director of player personnel, is going to be their head coach in this game. So a lot of drama that makes for an interesting matchup to watch. But uh, like I said, you've you got to have serious problems if you're throwing this money, your money at this game. Uh, now, all right, now guys. Let me say, Go ahead, Rod. It is also, you know, you got, you got, like you said, you got Deion Branch now. So with that being said, you're talking about an expatriate who knows what, what it takes to win games. So to me, you got to look at, more so the explosion plays that are going to be had from a special team standpoint versus really points. He's going to make sure that he takes advantage of getting points. So that's why I'm going with the under of the 40. Got it. Um, All right, guys. uh, I'm going to tee up one more college game before we get to the NFL. Oregon State is favored by 10 points over Florida in the Las Vegas Bowl. The over-under in this game is 52-and-a-half. Florida has a slew of transfers on both sides of the ball. I think the number's up around uh, double digits. Anthony, Anthony Richardson is sitting this one out to get ready for the NFL. The backup QB was kicked off the team, John Kitna's son, for some, mm-hmm. for some shit that we're not going to talk about. Their third-string QB is getting his first college action in this game. In addition, this game's in Las Vegas, where a lot of these Florida mm-hmm. kids have probably never been. I know if the three of us were in a bowl game in Las Vegas <laughs> – it probably would not have been uh, uh, very good for the Colorado Buffaloes there in the early 2000s. You know, I, I think this Beavers team is really pretty good. The defense flies around much pe- much better than people give them credit for. They're also going for a 10-win season against an SEC opponent, uh, which I think is added motivation. I like the Beavers on the money line here. Uh, if you want to throw them into a parlay with something, Uh, maybe buy that Fresno game down to two points with Oregon State on the money line. I also like Oregon State first half at minus six, as I don't see this new Florida QB coming into this game and having immediate success against the Beavers secondary, who really gave Caleb Williams all he could handle. Uh, That said, 10 points is a lot. um, And if Oregon State goes up early, which I think they will, Florida could always come back and backdoor cover down the stretch. So I'm going to stick with – First half, Beavs minus six and the money line here. Rod, you got any thoughts? What now? Now, what, what, are, we, what are we talking about with the over-under here? What, what's, what, what we got? The over-under is 52 and a half in this game. All right. So, you know, you, you – this was a hard one as well because you're talking about, like you said, the Oregon State team that's, that's trying to get the 10 wins and especially against the SEC team. But when you come back to that, you got to backdoor that with a – Florida team that has no quarterback and the backup is gone. And so now you're talking about a third string quarterback 
trying to get the ball to playmakers who may not be all the way invested in the game. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the under. I'm gonna I'm gonna say stay safe from this game and and try to stick with the money line and just go for broke. Another good deal is go with the parlay. Try to get that in in, in a three way tires or whatever your parlay will be. I like it, Bob. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, Bo, in regards to Oregon State's defense. I think they're pretty solid. Um, you know, their head coach got an extension. That staff is is solid. It's there. Um, I like the first half bet. Um, I think that's an I think that's kind of a no brainer, right? Minus six in the first half. Uh, but I, I agree with the the total. The ten is is hard, um, just because Florida can you know backdoor late in the game and get back into it. So if you can tease this down and 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 play it with something else. Um, you know, get it down to four or something like that. I think it's a good bet, but I really, I really like what you said about, about taking that first half number. Yeah. I, I think Napier, he's, he's not going to let those guys quit. He's going to fight to the end. And, and, you know, guy, the, the third string quarterback is a four-star guy. So, you know, he's a guy that had a thumb injury most of the season and uh, who knows the kid might be able to play. I mean, but hell, he's, he's in, on scholarship too, right? I mean, that's true. But the fact that he's coming in against an Oregon State secondary that flies around, I think is really pretty good. He probably won't. If he does figure them out at all, it won't be till the second half. All right. Uh, let's get to the NFL then, Bob. Take us to Minneapolis where the Colts are getting four points against the Vikings. The over under in this game is 47. Yeah. You know, uh, I made a statement last week that I was surprised by a line in a game. And then I said, Vegas probably knows something that I don't know. And it ended up biting me in the ass. But I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I'm surprised by the line in this game. I think the Vikings are a pretty good team. They're, they're playing for a hell of a lot more than the Colts are playing for with, uh, you know, the just Saturday experiment that's going on there in Indianapolis. They're not – the Colts aren't great on offense. Um, I think the Vikings play really, really well at home. Um, and, you know, and they're in the hunt in, in the NFC to, to, to make a run in the playoffs. So um, – you know, I, I'm going I'm to give up the points again. I'm biting my words because I said it last week and I'm saying it again. So hopefully it doesn't happen. But I, I'll, I'll give up the four and take the Vikings at home in this game. Rod? Yeah, I, you know, they came out with an interesting uh, uh, line today. And they said that the Colts are going to keep this head coach thing wide open. So to me, it tells me that there's something brewing within that coach organization that Maybe it could cost them three, six points in a ball game. And now that line's a lot different and a lot shakier than what they're giving us. Uh, so if I'm you guys, I'm staying away from this one because it's it's the Lions versus the Vikings. Like like Bob said, the Vikings are at home. They play really, really good football when they're at home. Uh, stay away from it or just go even with it. Yeah, Matt Ryan, I think, is washed up. The Vikings are due. But I'm, I'm with you, Rod. I, I, I like the Vikings on the money line here. Uh, I think that they're due for a win, but I don't like laying points in the NFL just because it's 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 really hard to uh, – I mean, Bob, what do we got going right now? We're taking uh, home, home dogs. Home dogs and, through the year. I think we're about – we have four ties. I don't have it in front of me because I'm not at home, but I think we're about 12 or 13 games over 500 throughout the season. Yeah. And, and, and again, this is in in Minnesota, but it's it's just really tough to cover points in this league, and so I, I hate laying them. Um, Rod, you're up in Tampa, where the Bucks. Here you go again. The Bucks are getting three and a half points at home. The over under in this game is 44 uh, against the Bengals. 
Yeah, and, and and that three and a half at home, that, this is a this is one of those things where it's a wash because you're getting three and a half because how bad Tom Brady played last week, and, and it's a setup, right? It's a setup. Are you are you really invested in trying to give yourself three and a half to a man that did not play well? And I say a man, we're talking about the entire team for that point. We're we really risking or willing to risk three and a half points against against the Bengals, who right now are playing really good, really good football. They just beat the Chiefs, okay, by 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 what well, by four. So you're 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 okay. I'm gonna go if I were you. I'm gonna go with the over under, and I'm gonna go down on the under because it's a forty four and a half. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the under, and I'm gonna go. It's gonna be a low scoring ball game. Got Bob. Yeah, you know, I, uh, th- this is hard for me because I like I like home underdogs, but I just do not like the way. I don't like the way Tampa Bay's playing, and I really like the way Cincinnati's playing. Um, so, and I just don't see Tampa scoring a lot of points. Um, they, they're just struggling offensively. It doesn't seem like they're on the same page. So, um, I, I'm I'm going to avoid the 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 game, the 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 spread on this one. But I do like Rod taking the under on this. I just don't see Tampa putting up enough points to to get this over that 44 and a half. Yeah, I don't think the Bengals' defense is anywhere close to as good as the 49ers' defense. I think Brady will find some success this week coming off of a really porous game last week. you you got to pass. This is a passing of the torch game, uh, and it could be a game where, where he gets torched. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that the Bengals probably win, but I'm taking that three and a half, and I'm probably going to buy it up to four uh, and take a, a four-point home dog in this one all right guys uh let's head to seattle for tonight's nfc west matchup where seattle is getting three points at home against the 49ers the over under in this game is 43 Uh, so last week seattle lost uh, the ball possession battle Mm -hmm. against the panthers 39 minutes to 21 minutes seattle flat out cannot stop the run uh, they haven't been able to stop the run two weeks in a row. And this is something that the 49ers do very well. I'm going to put this out there. The only way the 49ers don't cover this three points is if the refs are flag happy <laughs> and consistently putting them behind the chains with a bunch of holding calls to slow up their running game. And this line should be closer to seven points, in my opinion, just based on the way that that, that Seattle defense has played the last two weeks. And for that reason, Bob, it's it's one of those things. What do you always say? Vegas knows something that I don't know. It feels like a trap game to me. So I don't know that I'm going to bet it just because the line doesn't make any sense with how good the 49ers are at running the football and how good they are on defense. Rod, you got any thoughts here? I, I agree with everything you said. See a seven seven hole right there right I, i'm i'm like you and i say seven hole. i don't see the three hole but i do see more more of a seven and really you want to say you might as well put that line to nine based on the way the 49ers have been playing uh I, i'm saying i'm going with nine uh that would be my that would be what i would push to uh, they, this game is tricky but like you said unless the refs there's no way that this shouldn't be a seven or more point spread here. Agreed, Bob. What's the total on this one, Bo? Total on this game the over is under 43. 
Um, so this the Seattle Carolina game is the one that I said out loud. Vegas knows something that I don't know, and then Carolina ended up biting me in the ass on that one because Seattle shit the bed. But um, I actually like the over in this game. I think uh, San Francisco is going to score points, um, and and Seattle has the ability to score points too. Geno Smith still plays well. If they can run, if they can move the ball on the ground and get some play action. Um, I don't really love the, the, the spread. Um, even though there's a home dog, I don't love it. I'm not excited about it, but I, I like the over in this game. Okay. Um, all right, Bob, let's go to New York where the jets are one point favorite at home against the lions. who you've been riding pretty heavily the last <laughs> couple of weeks. The over under in this game is 45, man. I, I am a fan of the lions and I think they're playing good football at the right time. And they are, in the hunt for the wild card, Jared Goff is playing well. Dan Campbell has that team playing well. On the other side, um, I know the Jets are are having a solid year, but I'm gonna keep I'm gonna ro- keep rolling with my Lions because they have not done me wrong this year. Um, I've bet them I feel like almost every week, and uh, they're usually covering. I know they're an underdog in this one, so I'll I'm just gonna go money line. I, I just think the Lions are. They're, they're going in a, in a different direction. I think these two teams are going in opposite directions. And I think the Lions are going in the right one right now. They're hot. They think they've won three or four in a row. Um, they're playing well. So give me the money line. Give me the Lions on the road. Give me the fighting Dan Campbells um, did, in New York. Did uh, Mike White get hurt? He almost got decapitated. Uh, <laughs> that, you see that hit? It was brutal, man. He got yeah. literally almost bent in half. So I don't know. I know they activated Zach Wilson. He's going to be uh, – He's. I don't know who's playing quarterback for him uh, That's a big this weekend. That's a big factor because if it's Zach Wilson, you got to love the Lions in this game. Rod, any thoughts here? Absolutely. What, what's the over-under? 44. No, I'm sorry. That's uh, 45. Yeah. 45. I, I, and, and, and to credit what Bob has said, the Lions have been playing really good ball. Uh, Campbell has those guys. You know, Coach Campbell has those guys, you know, moving. Uh, the Jets, man, it, some people will say they are who they thought who we thought they were. They're the Jets. <laughs> you say that, that 45 is almost appealing over the over-under. who's playing right but I, I think with the points that both of these teams have been able to put up include the buffalo game if you look at their points that they put up all season you got to go with the over of the 45 at home now the only thing is will that game or will it be um will it be you know will it be rain or would it be snow or you know what what will it be that's the question. Yeah, I'm going with, sure. I'm going with it. I'm going with that. And and, and you got the uh, the quarterback question mark. So if, if Zach Wilson plays, then it, it'd be tough to take that over. I think. Yeah. All right, uh, Rod. Let's go to Buffalo. Speaking of another cold game, where the Bills are a seven point favorite at home against the Dolphins, the over under in this game is forty four. Yeah, now, so, you know, this is tricky. You know, last week we got a letdown by the by the Dolphins. Game, 
and I say a letdown. They 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 lost to the Chargers. You know, everybody was talking about this new AFC team that's on the rise. Got the young head coach. He's you know he's he's got everybody bought in, and then they don't play as a team well, right? You got the Bills. They just come off a big win with the Jets. It's probably going to be cold to the, to the degree that nobody likes, right? I mean, you can say bring on cold weather or have the funny T-shirts, but we all know, as, as, as the late great Doc would say, a T-shirt gets you no wins. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that being said, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the with the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with both. I'm gonna go with the seven with the Bills, and then I'm gonna go with the with the. I'm gonna go with the under with the forty-four points. Under forty-four, Bob. Yeah, you know this, just because of all the talk about what this weather might look like in Buffalo. Um, I like the Bills in this game too. They're used to it. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, he's big dude, big hands. The weather it's not going to affect you know what he's able to do with the football. Miami's going to walk into uh, what I think is still probably the, you know, the second best team in the NFL right now, the Bills. Um, and they're, they're going to have a hard time in this in the weather, in my opinion. I, I, I would take it down to six and a half or, uh, you know, buy that hook down just in case it is just a touchdown. But I like the Bills at home and, and, and getting it down to six and a half. I'm with both of you guys. You know, McDaniel. McDaniels has, I think people have figured this dude out the last two weeks. Him and Tua have been shut down. And and what's the thing everybody's saying? All you got to do is take away the middle of the field. So last two weeks, what have we seen? We've seen deep drops by those linebackers. And there's been been nowhere for him to throw the ball. On top of that, we already said it. It's going to be cold as balls in this game. Tua is a Hawaii kid. He plays in, in, in Miami. And let's not forget that Miami handed uh, Buffalo a, a, an L or a bad L early in the season. So these guys are going to be out for blood looking to redeem themselves. I like the idea of maybe buying uh, I don't like buying a, I, I hate getting half pointed. So if I buy one, I'll probably buy one. But I think the Bills minus six is a pretty safe bet. And I think the Bills on the money line is a fucking finger roll. So, you know, if you want to you want to lay some money to lay, lay a heavy bag to win a to win a smaller bag this might not be a bad idea here all right bob uh close us out in sofi where the chargers are a three-point favorite against the titans the over under in this game is 47 and a half yeah so uh, I, i've said this already but i think you have two teams going in opposite directions i think that the titans are struggling right now the chargers are are, are getting better uh, we all know what justin herbert's capable of and with Keenan Allen healthy and the rest of the tools they have, um, this this game being at SoFi, um, I really like the, the Chargers. I'll give up the points and take the Chargers in this one. I just think the Titans are – they just seem lost, man. They are having a hard time um, doing anything offensively. You know, if, if, if Derrick Henry – if people are loading the box, you know, not letting, not letting Derrick Henry get loose and Tannehill's just not – producing the way he should be at the quarterback position. Um, so, you know, and I think also the Titans have such a, I mean, they're, don't get me wrong. They're a good team. They're, they're, they're I think they're first place in their division and there's a gap between who's in second. So um, they're, you know, more comfortable. The chargers are fighting for something. So uh, give me the Chargers at home and I'll give up the points. Rob. 
You know, I'm 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 on the opposite end on that one with, with Bob. You know, I think the Titans have always been they're all if they're if they're hot, they're hot. Uh, we've seen that in the past, but I I think here recently they've been on that cold, hot and cold spectrum, right? They're 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 really really hot for two games, and they're cold for one, and all of a sudden they're starting to heat back up. And, and I think what what happened last week with the Chargers, they found some identity with who they are, but their defense has so many key guys that are out. Uh, that that is what scares me because they were set up for success against the Dolphins with the pass game, but not so much with the run game. I think this is where the the run game takes fold for the Titans, kind of puts their their defense in a bend, but don't break. But it's really a lot of breaking that's going to be happening, uh, especially with King Henry running that ball. I'm going to go ahead and take that three, but I'm gonna I will stay away. From that over under, uh, and I say over under, but the over of forty seven and a half. I don't think it would be that much of a high scoring game. Titans defense is still really, really uh, top five in the, in the in the league, and now you gotta you you can't give one and not take the other as far as their defense. I'm saying so. I'm gonna go with the under. I don't know what that'll be, but I'm definitely I like the three, uh, but I like it the other way. I like it with the Titans. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going in the middle, guys. I like both of you guys' breakdown here. Uh, you just get bet up. You get bet on both of them on the money line, or what? No, no, no. I, I, I'm I'm going to take the Chargers on the money line. Uh, I think the Chargers um, are going to make the playoffs. I do agree with what Rod said that this is going to be a much bigger challenge for them because they don't have Joey Bosa. The the easiest way to beat Khalil Mack is to run right at him, um, get him out of that pass rush. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to see the, the the Titans trying to possess the ball. And uh, I think that's a pretty good analysis by both of you guys. But I do think that, and, and again, I'm, I'm coming down to this. I think that you've got a brand new stadium in SoFi that got to run all the way to the Super Bowl last year. It cost, what did we say last year, Bob? It cost something like $7, 8000000000 billion to build. Yeah, and, and, and how much money are they making off of each one of these playoff games there? And plus, you know, the Chargers have a really good young squad. They're probably going to get Bosa back later in the year. I'm, I'm leaning Chargers just because I, I don't think that the Titans have any. The Titans are they're 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 looking like they're going to win that their division pretty easily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They so should. so they don't need the game as much and, and if you're sitting there and, and you're and you're the big you know you're the wizard of oz it's like okay which teams do we want in the playoffs you already got the titans there but i think they want the chargers there and so this is a must-win game for them that's why i'm leaning um chargers money line to keep their playoff hopes alive that's all the time we have for you today thanks to all you listeners for tuning in if you enjoyed the show please do us a solid and hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes and follow us on Instagram at armchair donkeys to catch our plays in real time. Rob, thanks for joining us today. Good luck this weekend, Bob. Thanks boys. Hey, good talk to you boys.